What's up, Charlotte? How you doing? We're doing great. We are talking today, when revenue isn't revenueing, how do you still do profit? So it is just the three transplants today. We're recording from Dale Fox and Hound, and as always, they are fantastic to us. Did you just make up a new word, revenueing? Yeah, when revenue is revenueing, how do you profit? Yeah. That's why I told you you were gonna hate it. Yeah. Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm doing the terrible intro here. <laughs> well, we didn't say we'd hate the intro, but just me. Yeah, just, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it. The introducer yeah. is what we don't. Oh, know. okay. All right. Brian Johnson with Maine and Johnson. Brandon Avenia with Superior Data Solutions. All right. So when <laughs> I won't do it again, but in a in a slowing market, I'll go actual business in a recession and what you know whatever in a slowing market when you can't quite increase revenue. How do you at least maintain profit? Brian, you got thoughts on this? You coach people on this, go ahead. Yeah, so, I, and, and I mean, it's not that you can't increase revenue. It's just when your basis for growth is, I'm gonna increase margin dollars based on increasing top line revenue, you can grow your business. Like, I mean, in the end of the day, we take dollars to the bank, not percentages, but what happens when that revenue starts to slow? You might still be growing, but it's not growing at the same rate and your cost structure seems to be going the wrong direction. And so then the question is, how do I get a control of my business and reestablish my profit margin, which again, percentage doesn't matter at the end of the day, but it makes a whole lot of difference when you're trying to gauge how am I approaching jobs and opportunities that I'm capitalizing on versus what my cost structure is and then my ultimate profit margin. So what are ways you can actually attack your business and say, if I can't go win it by acquiring business, how do I win it by doing business better? Okay, so I don't even know if I... It, so which, so which part of the income statement are you focusing on the revenue, the expenses, or the well, profit? Well, in the end of the day, we should mostly be concerned about profit, right? I mean, Agreed. I mean there, there's Agreed. times where revenue maybe matters a little bit more than others, but in, I mean, in the end of the day, you could be a $5 million business and not make any money. Right. So right. the size doesn't matter. But <laughs> a bunch of grimaces at the table. But, <laughs> Didn't see that but one like, coming, all right. But you know, you, you know what I'm saying is that like the size of your business isn't reflective of how much money you're making. I mean, there are plenty of businesses that operate, especially in consultancy, that like they could make $350,000 a year and they're... Profit $350,000. Yeah, and literally profit right. like 200000 Like, I mean, it's right. it's not that that's the case. It's just, so what happens when your business is geared on growing and acquiring like dollars and that slows down, how do you readjust your strategy to now be able to say, okay, what I'm gonna work on is my efficiency and effectiveness so that I'm making a larger percentage basis gain on every dollar I spent or every dollar I, I acquire to say it produces more dollars to the bottom line. So fire, that's where percentage comes in. Fire 50% of the staff and overwork the remaining 50%. <laughs> and then you'll, have no no then you'll have no employees in six months. I Episode didn't say over. it was a sustainable plan. I just said it was a plan. Right. But I think as we're kind of like, I don't know that we're actually hitting that point. I just know that people are considering that to be the case. And so in certain markets, certain areas, things are slowing. In other areas, it's people might say like, I'm not really noticing much of a difference. But how do you how do you adjust your business for that? If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. <laughs> I, like, I I know that's a it's fantastic. I've been having that mindset though, like, because it's I, a real thing. I, yeah, I do a lot of things during the day, during the week, month, whatever. And I've started, and this is definitely a caveated mindset. But like, what am I doing? Is this making me money? Yep. 
And it's not because I'm some money monger. It's just, is this a productive use of my time? No. At the end of the day, you got bills to pay. <laughs> well, absolutely. You got bills to pay. You got people to pay. You got employees, like, et cetera, et cetera. You got families to feed, like, all that good stuff. So it's, it's, it sounds harsh. It's basically, is this a productive use of my time? And the way to quantify that is, is this making me money? This is not for nice guys. And it, you don't have to be an ass. You don't have to be mean. But at the end of the day, you have to make real decisions that affect the bottom line. That's yeah. just it's just the way it is. And yeah, you right. You can't you can't operate any other way unless you're just making stupid amounts of money. Right. Where you have that luxury of making bad decisions. And, you know, it's it's one of those things. If you're operating on a small business budget, you got to make real decisions right. that make real money. Yeah. And, I, and I've been that like when I started out, I was like, Man, like this stuff is easy for me. I love to do it. Like I, you know, hundred bucks, and you get a whole dashboard. And like, that doesn't do anything. Like no. that, that also undervalues a lot of other things. And we can go into that ramble too. But like, it's to your point. Like, it's not totally like you can be the nicest person in the world, but like Absolutely. business decisions are business decisions. It's emotionless yeah. AI decisions. Let's yeah. There we go. Let's let Chat GPT take over. Run my business and be the strategist. Yeah. Kill everyone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, Brian. So, where do we? So, where do we focus? We're trying to. We're trying to stay profitable, if not grow profit, when we can't grow the top line. Do we become more efficient? Do we fire half the workforce? Like, what? What do we? What's the number one or two things that small businesses could look for to increase profit when revenue is at least slowing? So it's it's sort of like one of those things when like. So say you're at the end of the year, right? And it's like close to the Christmas time, whatever. And, and things just tend to slow down. It's, a, it's the time of the year that a lot of business owners take some time off, like re recharge, refresh. They look at their businesses and they try to assess things. The number one thing I would say is it's, there's never a bad time to like figure out how to do things more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So looking inward is always number one. Shouldn't wait until you can't look outward to look inward, yeah. but, right, right. but it's too it, late. <laughs> it is sometimes a good, it's a good reminder of when to do it. The second is like, check your strategy. I mean, if your whole basis for existence was on a growing market, then you really weren't growing a business. You were just participating in a growing market. <laughs> I was right. riding away. Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically yeah. that's it. And so like, you may have to readjust your strategy is like, okay, if, if my pie is not getting bigger anymore, how do I take a slice out of, or take a bite out of somebody else's slice? And so now you may have to go more, how do I go after my competition to take share? Instead of like, we're all just getting fat, dumb, and happy, and everybody's growing, now we're not growing. How do I still continue to grow by being more aggressive in the marketplace against my competition? Or how do I do things that make people more, feel more invited to get into my market, even if they don't buy from me, but they buy from my market where they wouldn't have previously? You know, maybe it's people that like, always had an internal, like I'm looking at Jack, but like had an internal analyst. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe now times are tough and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna let that person go because I don't need them. Now they may say like, well, now I wanna get into this dashboard market and understand what people are doing over there and why they're outsourcing analytics to this pineapple company. Yeah, they're right? pretty smart. They sound, they sound very right. smart actually. Or what they may do is they may start promoting like, hey, the way to go is instead of having an analyst, outsource it. Yeah. Even if like that doesn't wind up benefiting them, it, it's that transformation thing that you're, you're trying to increase the pie because if I can't get it today, even if it goes to my competition, I can still fight for it later. But if it's never in my pie, I can't fight for it at all. Yeah. 
I li- all right, so so bullet pointing that one, try and be more efficient where possible. That's number one. I mean, look yeah. look at yourself first. Look in the mirror first. Easiest thing to change. Yep. Yeah, because you can't make a change. Yeah, Michael Jackson said it best. <laughs> like. The man in the mirror. Come on. But like when you when you look at that, like then you can do that. Then the second would be is let's look out to the market and see what's going on and how do we pivot in that space. And we change our strategy. Pivot. Pivot. That one I get. Friends. Couch. Yeah. We've all been there. I I do like the increasing of the overall pie. And I think so there's a lot of businesses that that may not be directly applicable to, because like there's a lot of businesses that are just We've existed for a while. We are where we are. Like, for probably all three of our business, to an extent, we can at least in, increase the pie somewhat with demand See, generation, not necessarily lead generation. I, I think uh, out of the three of us, you're the one. You're the one that fits this category the best. I mean, agreed. Everybody agreed. needs IT, and and there's all theoretically. Of it, theoretically, but like, I mean, Brandon's stuck on pie at this right. point. But like, and then pretty much anything to do with business, you can either choose to do it yourself or hire a consultant. But in this, in the, the standpoint the building of like maybe a dashboard, yeah, right? I think the Terminator found us. <laughs> yeah. But in your hold, case, hold on, hold on. This is like stupid loud. All right. So, okay. So like in Jack's case, mm-hmm. the standpoint of like what he does, not a lot of people are aware that you could actually have analytics done by an outside firm. Right. So what Jack's mission is is, I don't care if they go to Joe down the street for dashboards. The minute they commit to doing dashboards. There's somebody Jack could have as a customer down the road, even if he doesn't get them right away. Right. Because now they're willing to buy what Jack offers, even if it's the, through the competition. <laughs> so you can fight for it. Yeah. I actually do know Joe down the street, too. Good guy. He does have well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe down the Funny. street. The only yeah. other dashboard guy out there? There's. It's me and him and Charlotte. Okay. That's it. I, I didn't know his name was Joe. That yeah, was, that's actually uh, hilarious that you Joe, you're welcome. the one name. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Orango. Good guy. And Jack offers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call him Jack off? No, you said Jack offers. I don't know what Jack offers. What? He does not offer that. We just got censored. Oh, there goes our rating. That's all right. Oh Let's my start gosh. cussing. All right. Well, you said it, not uh, me. No, I think it's a good point. I, I do, and I've, I've tried a strategy recently. I just released a course as well. It's I think you called it an adjacency strategy of yep. somebody who wants to be data-driven or wants to do dashboard or anything like that, but wouldn't actually hire me. There's now a course that I could still profit from them a little bit. Correct. Like, And that would be the case where, like, hey, there's another pie out there of people that are doing this in-house. Blueberry. How could, yeah, how could I go in and, and train them a little bit and get a little sliver in that. I'm never going to like make that my bread and butter. Right. But I might be able to make money off the people that are never going to buy from what I actually do. Yep. And You're going to make it your other. jam. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm on a roll, baby. <laughs> oh man, on a roll and jam. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and and a lot of that too is just yeah broadening. I I've always called it kind of the multi pillar. As many many pillars as you can have to hold up the foundation. Yeah. One may not be the, uh, the home run, but I found right. the home run approach can leave you high and dry. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you become a modern-day baseball player, and your home run or strike out, and then you become Joey Gallo, and then you just strike out. Yeah, and you just now you've got this, right. your legs kicked out from under you, and you're not, yeah. when you have a ton of different ways to make money. And like I said, if it, you need a lot of those to be passive. They can't be your main thing. But if you can do those things and have a lot of different areas to make money, 
you don't have to worry so much about something getting kicked out. Well, there, yeah. I think the big the big component of this that businesses that might be feeling like there's a recession and feel like, oh my gosh, there's no there's no recourse for this. And even if that was what you hung your hat on, like, I mean, if you've been in business seven years or less, you've never been in business in a time where the actual market hasn't stopped growing. Right. And it's probably even closer to like 11 years, but most businesses aren't even that old that, that are probably even listening to this conversation. And so you haven't, you haven't been out there where you actually have to go hunt for stuff. You just have to be available for stuff. And so I think that shift makes you think like, okay, now what? What are my options to grow my business and continue to grow profitability? I mean, that first one, look in the mirror, that should always be done because you should never just be okay with inefficiency because I can cover it up with volume. <laughs> that's that's, that's the point. worst yeah. thing you could ever do. Yeah. And the second is then if my strategy to grow my business isn't going to come because the market's growing, how do I take intentionality around growing it in a different way? And that's probably the only two options you've got. Like. But that first one will make the hugest difference because you may not grow at 10% year over year anymore. And maybe you've got to accept two. Okay, well, if you were built around that 10% growth and now two, two doesn't matter if you increase your profitability while you're doing it. Right. Yeah, and I'll vouch for one. The, the first option, it's, it's a big thing because what'll happen with us is we'll get a, just a clutter of vendors. We have a bunch of vendors doing a bunch of different things right. and it's hard to nail down what you're paying for and you know the vendor count you know their accounts get off our accounts get off and what we're billing for and what they're billing for aren't the same so they might not even be profitable at that point mm -hmm. is that vendor causing we got rid of a particular vendor great product don't really have a lot of complaints about it but it caused so much noise on our side and so much extra work that we ended up dropping it because it just became cumbersome on our side. Inefficient. To, to and and regardless it. of where the price was at. Yeah, it yeah. just was making way more work than right. we needed to deal with. And that, that becomes something that, I'm not saying obvious, a lot of business owners don't even do that because like then I have to go do something to get rid of that vendor and then I have yeah. to go acquire another one, right? I mean, that's a lot of work. But like that's an example of like where it was visible. And it, and it appeared to you like what when you look in that mirror, like you've got to go find the inefficiency you find it and then like we had that vendor and we had something that was very close with the vendor we already used mm -hmm. that didn't really cost us anything more we just had to turn that feature on gotcha so we ended up getting rid of that vendor turning on another feature and a vendor we already had and was already doing a 90 percent of the work so right. we just added that and basically got rid of a vendor got rid of that expenditure got rid of extra work on our side because yeah. we were constantly having that phone call. Right. Oh, I'm locked out. I can't do this or I, I can't do that. And it improved the customer experience, our bottom line, and really didn't lose anything security-wise because it was just picked up by another vendor that would already had that feature right. in its you know, skill set. Yeah. There you go. Revenue in different ways. We go to the second bullet point, I guess. So we talked about expanding the pie and then eventually taking part of the pie growing your portion of it is another avenue to expand service offerings. And I don't mean like the classic quote where like the average millionaire has like seven different sources of income or something like that. But like if you are just doing, I don't know, dashboards, let's say, and then hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically. nobody then, does that. But anyway, <laughs> go ahead. 
and then you expand to something else. Like, I think that's a very reasonable transition as long as there is some sort of economies of scale between the two different platforms or service offerings. So this this may not be something that you would do. So let's stick with the dashboard example. This may not be something that like Pineapple would do. But like for those that maybe don't know, like Jack does something that fits a niche that is not met by the big providers like BI and Tableau and, and people like that. They're a little bit too pricey for the people that you work with. I'm, I, anytime yeah. I'm wrong, just let me know. But All like, right. I'm not getting into the nuts and bolts of what you do, but right. you take a way to take data that people do on an everyday basis and put it back in front of them in a manner that they can afford to see it. They can't, can't afford to live without it. Yep. There you go. Yep. And, and on top of that, like you're not talking to the people that are considering Power BI and Jack. You're usually in a situation where they're considering not having anything and Jack. To an extent. I mean, okay. some people do have Power BI and okay. stuff and stuff in place, but it's basically okay. we have this crappy thing. Yeah, they do don't have want. the skill set to manipulate so, it. And, and I don't yep. even know if yeah. this is even feasible, but like, let's just pretend that it was. Like, a way that you could do it is if you wanted to do an adjacency that would allow you to make a little bit of money in areas that you're not going to treat with your product, your bread and butter, it might be like, hey, how do I call Salesforce and get a deal to be a distributor of Tableau? And if I can talk with companies that would use it, which probably aren't gonna buy from Pineapple anyways, now I can sell them a product and make a little bit of money on something they're probably gonna use and never use Pineapple for any, you know, to begin with. Mm -hmm. Now I'm making money on somebody that wouldn't entertain buying from me in the first place. Right. Because I did something different and it's in my expertise. Like that's the big thing is like, if you went out and started saying like, I'm gonna go ahead and put dashboards out and we'll use me for an example. And I'm gonna coach people how to run their business. Like <laughs> at that point, it, not saying that you couldn't, but at that point, those two things don't correlate. Right, As I was gonna say like, I make dashboards, but I also do potato farming. Right. If you want yeah. that. I mean, that would be a more ridiculous <laughs> example, but. But my point is like, yeah. because if you're giving people a way to analyze their information and you stepped into coaching to help them make that actionable in their business, those are two entirely different industries. Right. But people do that. And I'm just saying that like the adjacency you wanna look at is where are you an expert that whatever you go to do as an adjacency, you don't lose your expertise. Right. That's the key. Yeah, and it, that makes sense, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I was gonna say, so one of the things that we added and it was just a complaint, complaint, complaint that we kept hearing is every time I would give a referral for a website, oh my God, they wanted to charge, you know, $12,000 and they wanted, you know, $10,000 a month. To, it was some obscene amount that they wanted. And it's like, all these people want is a homepage, right. a contact us, right? something simple. And we're in that realm and it's like, every time I refer them out, Every time it's the same thing. It's like, God, that guy was expensive. Yeah. Or that girl was expensive or whoever. So we started just offering simple websites for 1500 bucks, just for a website. And you just, simple. No yeah. maintenance fee. You basically pay the hosting. Yeah. All they care about is when they type in their domain, there's a website. Yeah, they're not nice going pretty for picture SEO. In front. Yeah. Yeah. They don't care about it. Yeah, because most of them are in the insurance industry and they're never going to compete with all the big carriers. They can't spend enough money to be competitive. So they just need that validity that I have a right. website and when you go there, it's not a, you know, in under construction page or something stupid. Right. It's it's a real site and that's right. all they care about. So that little niche, we kind of filled it because 
web designers don't want it because they want to charge outrageous amounts and then they want a monthly maintenance fee for it where right. we can just knock out a website and it's done yeah. and, and there you go yeah you guys have probably more options that would be adjacent True. naturally <laughs> where like jack you're you're a little bit more deliberate if you do an adjacency that it it would have to make sense i mean most of the stuff brandon like that you provide i know we've had this conversation a million times but it's not something that inherently i already have it's probably something i'm lacking and don't know it and then correct offer it correct or or there's just that need and it right. falls kind of in the technology wheelhouse i mean i could say i don't know how to do websites but guess what i learned how to do it and it's, right. it's right. worth learning so for me, it was worth learning the skill. And when I get one, it's profitable. Right. And it works out to where that was worth learning a skill set. And it doesn't take a bunch of time. Now, if I got where I was getting 10 websites a month, I would hire somebody to do sure. websites. And, yeah. Right. Hey, that's our jam now. <laughs> We're just going to do that. So, yeah. you know, not that it would take over our business, but it would definitely be a significant part of it. So in, in, in all of this conversation, like getting back to like why we started in the first place, if, if when times get a little tighter and tougher and you can't grow your top line, so let's say you were growing at like 15% year over year and now you're down to like four or three, you're still growing. Everything's good. If you're able to do those things that we were talking about and like figure that out when you can't maybe skyrocket, the minute you get your, your profit margin up, and you find these other markets or ways to attack your strategy, when it does kick back in and it becomes a market availability thing, you're the one that has a much higher profit margin now, and you're the one that has many more revenue streams than you had before and ways to attack it. That market growth strategy comes back in, everybody benefits, everybody always benefits. You'll be just in a much stronger position to run fast, quicker than your, your competition. Yeah. Yeah. Another and kind of what we were talking about just a few seconds ago is if you can find a hole in the market and exploit the hole, that is that's gold because every time I start talking to people, I find another deficiency in the market. Like I didn't know it was a thing where where you had where you had I, I mean I know IT companies don't go out and and move monitors and do stuff like that right. but i'm finding more and more people don't have a way to have their equipment moved so that's something that i'm looking at adding into into the the mix right well, we can pause right now what's, what's going on this is a, oh, we got charged three beers i think i don't know who had hobbyum we each had at least one Sam seasonal. I had a blue moon. I had a two. I had two of those. It's a random ass check, is what I think the point is. Yeah, I think. Well, well let's just hold a minute and see if he comes back with a second check. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe even a third. Let's yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But it's it's not entirely above Adam to like. Your bill's eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I want a big tip. <laughs> when he usually gets it. So, well, at least when we're together. <laughs> All right. So uh, we left. Oh, hold. Moving monitors and shit. Yeah, you know, if there's a hole in the market or like a deficiency that you can take advantage of, and if you're a business, you can always be on the lookout for those right. new opportunities that have gotten overlooked. Like the trend in IT is, hey, we don't send anybody out. Yeah, we just sit behind our desk because it's way more efficient, way more yeah. profitable. So they leave the the business owners to go crawl under the desks and do all that. Let's. 
I'll do that all day long. You can hire a non-skilled person to go move right. a monitor and do all that stuff and charge your same rate. So it's silly to me that they don't do it, but hey, whatever. I, I will, like, as somebody who has used your service, it was so nice to just be at my computer and then you just, like, virtually, like, hey, download this link I'm going to send you. I was like, all right, good thing I trust this guy. <laughs> and then your control machine, too. Like, that, I mean... He's like, here, take this after you drink this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, sign this blank check for me. But, like, that's obviously a technological advance. But I think to your point, like, that's fixed. That's done. That's no longer a hole in the market. And you're looking for, like, fill, like find that golden opportunity. Like, fill yeah. that golden hole. Bro. What? what, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So, Jack's yeah. first time getting cheered. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you can do that and you can, you know, find other opportunities in a slower market. Because like I said, it's, I mean, I, when I started first working with Brian, one of the big things we did is went through all our expenses and we trimmed like $55,000 out of an annual budget. So Okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, one of that may have been letting someone go, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a reasonable thing to do. Like, I, there, there was no a other whole other conversation. Yeah. But. It was, you know, the, but overall, all those different changes, we were able to effectively become more profitable without right. having one more client added on right so right yeah and that's an internal efficiency thing and I, yeah you know there's all right so in in summary look at <laughs> in look, summary. look in the look in the <laughs> mirror first right what yep. can we do better what can we and it's not even a it's not even a cost-cutting exercise it can be but it's what can we do it's more efficiently? <laughs> what can we what can we do better what what's like what can what can we cut without losing it's, it's cutting, automating, optimizing. There's a lot of things that people do that just it's the way they've been. I hate it, and I've heard it in construction. I've heard it everywhere. Well, we've been doing it that way. Who cares if you've been doing it that way for 20 years? At least take right. a look at it and see, does it make sense to automate this, change it, do it a different way that would be faster and more effective than if you just have, if that's the word that comes out of your mouth that, oh, well, we've been just... You need to just stop and really look at what you're doing because so what you've been doing it that way for that long. You could have been right. doing it wrong for 20 years right. or you've been doing it right. At least validate what you've been doing. Right. I, and the market has changed in 20 years. Like, uh, absolutely. Know, it's always responsible to quality check your own stuff. Well, you, you got to remember that like there's things you do that affect your organization. And there's things that are done to you. You can't control the things that are done to you. So the way you used to do things may not work when some like anybody that tells me oh, i just did my business the same way during COVID. i'm calling bs on that one yeah do you no longer right. have a business then yeah <laughs> yeah you're you're but like my point is is like that was something that happened to you that can happen again it may not be a pandemic or whatever but it still could be a market situation you can't blindly run your business the way you always have if you're not popping your head up out of the weeds to take a look around and see what's going on around you your competition is so at your own risk agreed so, yeah, there we go. That's a that's a hard hitting <laughs> point to end on. I think. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian's motto is be better. I I say don't suck. <laughs> suck less. Yes, suck, suck less. less. <laughs> and look in the mirror. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, All right. I, I, I may have a different we, view on things. <laughs> we, we we probably lost three quarters of our viewers and listeners at this point. Take us out. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> How about now? Eventually, um, we we can make this more efficient. You know, if we look if we look yeah, internally look inward, here. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to be on the right screen. All right, let's do that again. Take, Take us out. out.
Thanks to the Fox and the Hound. Thanks to the Fox and the Hound at Burkdale. Take us out. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with my friends.